Hey everyone, welcome back to Why the Flick, a podcast where we watch a new movie each episode and ask ourselves, why the flick did we watch this? I'm your host, Claire, and this week we are joined by Shalina from Everything 90s Podcast. Hi, Shalina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me and hello, Why the Flick listeners. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As a fellow 90s child, I love your podcast, just like... I could I like sometimes wish I go back could go back and live in the 90s um it was such right. a time it's like my honestly like so many favorites like movies music the style honestly of the 90s I like a lot more mm-hmm. I'm glad that it started to make a comeback um now yeah. the early 2000s seems to be coming back which is I'm not excited for but <laughs> yeah I do love the 90s yay yeah and, th- and thank you for listening I-, I love the 90s as well I'm a 90s baby as mm. well and yeah it's uh, obviously I'm biased but the best decade. yeah <laughs> we're we're not biased <laughs> whatsoever but we like the 90s a lot more <laughs> um and so I think it's very fitting that our movie today is a classic from the 90s it's one of my favorite films of all time I'm so glad that you picked this one it is Free Willy released in 1993 it is directed by Simon Windsor, and most importantly, it stars Kiko, who plays Willie himself. Um, such yes, an incredible film. Yes, I know. We're going to talk about it. We have to. It's, yeah, R.I.P. Kiko. Um, but the IMDb description is very interesting, I think, for this movie. I never knew um, about it until I was uh, adding it to my notes for this episode, but it pretty much gives away the ending, which for a title like Free Willy, I think the title also gives away the ending a little bit. Yes. Um, but it goes, when a boy learns that a beloved killer whale is to be killed by the aquarium owners, the boy risks everything to free the whale. Um, definitely skips over a lot of other things that happened pre pre them rescuing Willie. But yeah, I was curious why the flick did you pick this movie? So this was one of my favorite movies growing up, and I actually dug up my VHS. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. A little ASMR, is that oh. the proper Please, thing? yeah, get it, get, up, get it up on the mic. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the, <sighs> the tape. <laughs> this Incredible. I watched it, I don't know. It's like not rewounded. I know, I was like, like, is it rewound? Anyway. It looks like... <laughs> And this is the, you know, the case. Oh my gosh. This is really bringing me back now. I'm so glad that you brought this out. I would have, but yes. I'm sure it's like somewhere buried deep at my parents' house. Um, we actually ended up buying it on digital because I just, just like, it was like $5 and I'm like, let's just have this to keep it forever. Nice. Yeah, it's a, definitely... Like one of my, I would say top five favorite movies from when I was a kid. This one's mm-hmm. in there. Same, yeah. same. That's how I am. Um, it's so funny that you had this on your list because 
for some random reason, um, before you sent me your list, I was thinking, man, I really wish someone would put a movie on from my childhood, like Free Willy. And literally the next day, you had sent me Free Willy as number one on your list. And I was like, the universe universe has aligned destiny. This is perfect. So obviously, I had to pick Free Willy as well. Um, Yeah, again, same to you. Same as you. This is one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. And Orca is my favorite animal. I think I've probably talked about this before on the podcast. But I definitely like geek out over orcas. Um, I used to be want to be a marine biologist. That didn't, didn't pan out because I was terrible at science. But I still oh. um, very, very much interested in the animal. And I also, weirdly enough, like the universe has aligned. I found a few other things because this movie is super timely right now. We just had the 30th anniversary of the movie coming out. Um so it turned 30 on July 16th, and I did watch it on the 30th oh. anniversary. Yeah, it's really like just two days nice. ago. Um, so super good timing there. Also, those stories about the orcas taking back the ocean. And I don't know if you've heard, like, uh, orcas I in Europe not. were, like, destroying boats and boat propellers. And it was oh. a it was a big yes. news story. Um, so there's just a lot of orca love happening lately and I'm here for it nice I know a few years back so I'm in Canada in Ontario um, but out in the west western Canada there's orcas in British Columbia and there was a story it's kind of sad of um, like they there's not enough salmon for them oh man I think I think that's how this what the story was so like a lot of them were like eating like they weren't um eating enough because a lot of humans assume yeah. taking out the salmons salmon um and then there was one story i remember of a mother who's is really sad um her baby had died and then like for weeks she was like just following the baby or like held yeah. on to the baby i'm like oh yeah yeah Ugh. i forget her name I- I remember that story too. Um, don't know, don't remember her name either. But yeah, there's just anytime I hear orcas in the news, I'm I'm excited and also like hoping that nothing terrible is happening to them because my God, they've been through hell and back. I think for a lot of many many years, um, whale catching started like way back in the 1960s. You know, things are getting better now, but still, I mean, it's it's terrible. Um, and so, speaking of which, with connecting it back to this movie, I'm kind of surprised this movie got made with an orca that was held in captivity, knowing the message of the movie is that they shouldn't mm-hmm. be. And so, it's really surprising to me that it got made at all. Like, I was reading through... Um, some of the IMDb trivia facts uh, and um, one of them said that they had auditioned 20 orcas for the role of Willie. I heard most that, of yeah. them most of them were from SeaWorld and SeaWorld declined because they did not like the message of the film which makes sense because they are of profiting off of animals in captivity um, and then Free Willie 
the first one because there have been subsequent um, sequels and spinoffs. But Free Willy, the original, was the only one to use a real life orca in addition to animatronics um, that were used in the yeah. movie. But yeah, it's just surprising to me. Like, I'm glad the movie got made. It just is so surprising knowing the message. I agree. And I think, I can't remember, I think it was the early 2000s when Kiko, who played Willie, actually got freed. Mm-hmm. I think. It was like right after this Like, movie. it was several years. Oh, was it right after? In well, the 90s? I don't know was the, or- I don't know the exact timeline, but I know that right it was because of this movie um a big push came out uh which i definitely will talk about um but a big push came out to free him and so yeah like because of this movie he did essentially get to be free free. yeah 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 and um so i for in preparing for this episode i watched it and i haven't watched it since i was a kid and it's funny because um, back in 2015, I became a vegan first for like health reasons. And then I like was on board for like animal against animal cruelty and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's funny how like this was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And it kind of like, what's that yeah. word when you're reading Influenced. and it like influenced, but um, uh, like, what's that word I'm looking for? It'll come to it's you like future like in five minutes predict has, not oh predict, like a but... foreshadowing <laughs> foreshadow, foreshadow yes it's yeah. Like, yeah yeah my life <laughs> i know i and you know this movie i was watching it back and i was like is this as good as i remembered it because you know when you're a kid sometimes things aren't necessarily um as good when you watch it as an adult and for me I don't know about you but for me personally I was like no this is still an incredible movie yeah same um I and I cry so much more now as an adult like especially like the whole like last part of the movie I was basically sobbing um I'm so much more emotional now when I watch when I watch these like touchy-feely movies but yeah I liked it a lot and I think the message is really important um also it has incredible an incredible song for one it's got not only Mm -hmm. the harmonica song which is classic for this movie but the michael jackson song that he wrote for this movie in particular so yeah great great things all around i used to like reenact this movie like i would take baths (laughs) as a kid and i would be like have my little figurines out i'm pretty sure i had an orca figurine and i was like i was like reenacting the scene where jesse falls in the tank and then willie saves him (laughs) and like let me tell you i was so obsessed (laughs) love that i remember i had an orca stuffy like stuffed animal that i got from unfortunately marine land back Uh. then i i still loved marine land I guess because this movie came out when I was two, but I probably started watching it when I was like four. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't really connect the message at that time. Yeah. But now, obviously, I, I don't support Marine right. Land. That's, yeah. I And I was but. in a similar like situation. I have been to SeaWorld and I actually went to SeaWorld in my 20s. So like it wasn't even as a kid. Um, but I went, saw the orca show, saw the orcas. I was like 
so happy to get the chance to see them. And then fast forward like a couple of years later, I saw the film Blackfish, the documentary that came out about all of the um, cruelty for orcas in oh. captivity. I read a book. It's a really good book. Um, I'm going to link it in the show notes, but it's called Beneath the Surface. It's by a former trainer for SeaWorld, and he wrote about all the atrocities that were happening um, behind closed doors oh. with the orcas for years. And so ever since then, I will never go back and give them my money. Um, and I'm glad that they are phasing out uh, the ability to be breeding them in captivity. So essentially, mm-hmm. the la- at least I don't know if that's in the entire U.S. or um, worldwide, but I think at least at SeaWorld in the U.S., um, these will be the last orcas that they oh. can ever have interesting i need to look up i just looked up quickly on google blackfish i haven't seen this yeah it's check it, it out. is rough <laughs> um it, it it's pretty upsetting um but i think it's a really important mm. piece of content for people to watch and just learn about more when it comes to these types of like just the history in general of uh, whale capture and orcas in captivity and um yeah i think a lot more awareness started to come out after the um i i can't remember her name off the top of my head but the sea world trainer who was unfortunately killed um years ago i think a lot of awareness came out about how they were actually working with the whales after then and so there became a big push to not only stop um uh, SeaWorld from getting new whales into the aquariums, but also phasing out like the um, breeding process and everything that was happening there. Hmm. Yeah, so I definitely Absolutely. would encourage you, everyone listening, to go check out those two resources. Um, really great pieces of content. But to talk about Free Willy, um, there's so much when you like think about the story of Kiko and his whole background it's very similar to what happens to Willie and you know in the first few minutes of the movie we're seeing all of these like really beautiful documentary style shots of the whales swimming around um, jumping out of the water surfacing Mm -hmm. and then to have that be juxtaposed with this really devastating scene of Willie being captured is just heartbreaking Mm -hmm. And humans just suck. Yeah. I'm human beings. I know. There's terrible terror. And I'm a human and I'm admitting we suck. Yeah. As a race, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that part, I didn't realize it happened so fast. I, I didn't realize it started like that. I, I didn't remember. It started, yeah. That was the first scene. But yeah, I'm like, oh, when I saw the nets, I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I'm like, don't worry, you'll just... be free soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, and like, so Kiko, the whale who played Willie, was captured similarly as Willie was um, back in like 1979. He, I don't know how old Willie was or if they mentioned it, but Kiko at the time was like two years old. Um, and then Kiko was brought, he he like moved around a few different spots, but he eventually landed in um, Reno Adventura Amusement Park in Mexico. And much like Willie, Kiko's tank was way too small. It was 
meant for dolphins I think and mm. so it was way too shallow as well and same with Willie like they put him in a dolphin tank alone he was way too old uh, to be caught in the first place and you know when you see the the shots of Willie it being Kiko you can tell like he's undergone a lot of stress there's definitely like um, skin lesions you can tell around his fins his his um, top fin has completely flopped over uh, which they talk about happening when whales like that are held in captivity um, so yeah just mm-hmm. lots of similarities between Willie and Kiko and it's just like it still baffles me that like I'm glad they got Kiko to do this movie so that he, they could eventually rescue him but it's just like crazy that you know a company would be like yeah let's let's like have our whale be featured in this movie about uh how it's really bad to actually have whales in captivity yeah very ironic and eerie yes Um, and i wonder like if he and i'm sure he did experience like so much trauma and like re-trauma re-traumatization if that's a word yes um i think so yeah. I mean, and it wasn't even the the movie people. I don't know the correct term. It's not even them that pushed for his freedom. It was like fans of the movie, yeah, that like petitioned for mm-hmm. him. And then in the following Free Willy movies, that's why they use like the electro the what's the word animatronic animatronics. Yeah, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, and I think I have mixed feelings about the people who made the movie um, also utilizing a whale in captivity to, you know, make money off of in a But then again, like, the message of the movie, I think, is still a good message. Um, and ultimately, like, they did try to help Willie, or not really, um, Kiko become free. So I think they were trying to do the right thing in retrospect um but yeah there's still mm-hmm. something kind of weird about using a, a whale in a movie um where you're gonna know you're gonna make a lot of money off of yeah um well but said. i think we should <laughs> talk about jesse who's like another big obviously aspect of oh, this who's movie. jesse again no i'm joking yeah who is that guy <laughs> Who is that? Jason, Jason James Richter, you know, that kid. Yes, um, I had a big crush on him when I was a kid. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Um, I learned that this was his film debut, and obviously we know he's been in at least, like, he was in at least three or two other, the three, really two and three, I think, movies. Um. I didn't really recognize anything else that he's been in, but I'm like, he's forever and always Jesse to me. Mm-hmm. Same here. I don't know any yeah. of his other works. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, I think he did an incredible job with with this role and conveying that really special bond that you get sometimes when you interact with not just an animal, but a wild animal at that. And one of the things that maybe I didn't like necessarily pick up when I was a kid that I pick up much more now as an adult are the similarities between Jesse and Willie. And that's really why Willie 
form such a really close connection with him when he won't with anybody else. Yeah. That scene where Randolph was telling Jesse, like, Willie doesn't look at me. Willie doesn't look at, what's the girl's name? Uh, uh, Ray. Forget the, Ray doesn't look at Ray, but he sees you. And like, um, I, I felt that conversation was really special and probably uplifting for Jesse, especially mm-hmm. because of his circumstance of being a, a foster child and like being on the streets out of a place. So that part really stood out to me as an adult watching it. Yeah. Yeah. When I think when we first um, meet Jesse, we find out a lot about him. We find out he's an orphan. He's at the time we get introduced to him. He's been living on the streets for just a few days. Um, But essentially he has no parents and nobody's heard from his mom in six years, but he still holds on to this hope that she's coming back for him. And so he's really hesitant to make a connection with anybody else um, because he, he believes his mom's going to come back from him. And, you know, we don't know necessarily everything that's happened to Jesse in those six years, but he definitely is very untrustworthy of people. Um, He's dealing with a lot of trauma himself, having been left by his mom as a kid. And so when he comes into meeting Willie um, through through vandalizing the adventure park that he lives in, um, they, I think, start to form this this bond and connection through, through their shared trauma. Yeah. And it's it's cool to see how, like, Jesse getting into trouble that saved him like Willie saved him and Jesse saved Mm -hmm. Willie because yeah if he didn't like vandalize because he vandalized and got caught um the amusement park he then ended up getting a job there after he did his service his community service and then formed that relationship and then yeah freed him at the end so it's cool to see how like both parties saved each other yeah I didn't even think about it like Willie saving Jesse but he he really does um because you can see Jesse changing over the course of the movie and he has this friend named Perry who keeps asking him you know come with me come with me to California and Jesse decides no I'm gonna stay here because Willie needs me Um, So there's that aspect of it. But then he's also beginning to open up a lot more to the people he's staying with, his foster parents, um, Annie and Glenn, the Greenwoods. Um, In the beginning, he didn't want to talk or have anything to do with them. But I think over the course of the movie, through his like bond with Willie, he gets really excited about this. And it's something he's passionate about. And he wants to share that with his foster family. And so... Yeah, I think Willie definitely saved him for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the other thing about Willie is that they can't get him to perform. They can't get him to do anything because he is a wild animal and doesn't want to. And is also living doesn't in like these them. Really, <laughs> No, doesn't like them. I cannot blame him for that. 
um, is living in these really, really poor conditions. Um, And, and it's not even like Jesse is trying to do tricks with him. He's just interacting with Willie. um, And that's how Willie becomes um, able to not necessarily do tricks, but I think like with Willie, he's doing it more so as like a social thing um, and a way to like have fun. Um, and it's not until they get to like the, um, the train, the, um, show that we realize that Willie is not a performer at all, at all. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think through all of that, they form Willie and Jesse form this really trusting bond together. Yeah. There were some scenes where I'm like, no, nah, that's not realistic. <laughs> Because yeah. like, there's times when Jesse's talking to Willie and Willie's like nodding his head, shaking yeah. his head. We're shaking it. Yeah. Yeah. That I definitely clocked that where I was like, that whale does not know what Jesse is saying. Um, but yeah. sure. I'll I'll just go. I'll go with it. That's fine. Um yeah. And uh, speaking of the the whale, so we've obviously talked about Kiko in many of the shots Willie was Kiko the real whale but then again they also had these animatronics um they had like two ones created like a full body one and then one where it was like just the head peaking out of the water and I gotta tell you I could not tell the difference me neither I was about to ask you <laughs> no I w- was um, yeah no I I don't even know which scenes were the fake whale was it when they were transporting him on the truck? That's like I'm like ninety nine percent sure that had to have been an animatronic because I can't imagine they would have okay. had Kiko be out of the water like that. Um, but in the tank, I was like, I guess maybe for safety reasons, like maybe anything where Jesse was like really close to uh, the whale, um, maybe that was an animatronic. But again. I really don't know because they looked so realistic. Yeah. Especially for the time. Yeah. Especially for the time. Um, it, it, that, so 1993, another film came out that used animatronics very well. And it was Jurassic Park. And so. Um, oh, did that come out in 93? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That Jurassic Park is my favorite film of all time. Um and so I was like, oh, 1993 was a great year for animatronics. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the actors themselves had a really incredible experience working with Kiko while he was there. Um, he really loved interacting with them. And I heard an interview, I think, with the actress who played Ray. And she said they would actually rub Kiko's tongue. So I don't know if that's oh. that was real or the animatronic, but they would rub his tongue. Um, and yeah, like Kiko loved like working with them. So it sounded like he had a pretty good experience um, playing the role um, as much as he possibly can, being still like held in captivity. But there was like... Um, a scene there's the scene where they do like the 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 pre-show and Willie jumps out of the water onto the landing at the very end Um, apparently Mm -hmm. there was a shot where 
um Jason who played Jesse was like in the wrong spot and Kiko realized that and like maneuvered in a way so that he, he wouldn't crush oh. Je- uh, Jason otherwise Jason would have oh, um, been severely injured and so Kiko knew like this is all coming from an interview from Ray but she's the actress who played Ray Lori Petty uh, but yeah she said he did that intentionally so he wouldn't harm oh, Jason that's fascinating yeah oh look at that I know. It's just beautiful. Orcas just aren't, are so smart um, and so compassionate. I really like the scene where Ray is talking to Jesse and we, as the audience, uh, along with Jesse, get to learn more about orcas in the wild. And I do have a section in my notes called orca fun facts um i will not go through all of these but just orcas are so like sociable and smart and intelligent and um like ray said like they spend most of their lives in the same pod with their moms some stay with their moms forever and their social structures are so important i mean they're incredible incredibly smart animals and have such a range of emotion i feel like Mm-hmm. A lot, like a lot of animals if not all animals too yeah which i mean humans forget yes or some humans especially in the north north america exactly yeah i feel like yeah. sometimes humans tie emotions to animals because we as humans have emotions and oftentimes like emotions and I mean that as in like um revenge or you know whatever but um I maybe to not that extent but I do think animals have emotions I mean I look at my dogs and I can see their emotions um plain as day Mm -hmm. and I definitely feel like with with I mean especially as we're seeing in this movie like Willie has emotions he has mood swings Mm -hmm. He is fine one day and not fine the next. And that's how a lot of animals are in, in real life, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I So some of these fun Orco facts I'll go through just, just to um, share my fun um, knowledge about Orcas, just because, like, I feel like this is yeah. the one time I get to do it. Um, <laughs> and so... Um, many people might be surprised to learn that killer whales are, in fact, actually not whales. They are actually considered dolphins. They're like the um, biggest like dolphin in the family. And they're really only called killer whales because they can hunt whales and kill them. But they're more so dolphins. Um, okay, because which... I was listening to... Yeah. Um... A podcast. I don't think they're live anymore, but um, they actually did Free Willy two years ago. Oh, really? On their podcast. And I remember them mentioning that. They're mm-hmm. like, but they weren't sure. They're like, I heard um, orcas are actually dolphins. And yeah. They're, like, but it, they're called killer whales, so they have to be right. whales. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's very um, bad marketing for, for them because you do think that they are whales. And I thought they were whales for a really long time until I read that they're not whales they are dolphins um what makes what's the difference between a dolphin and a whale uh, that's like, a good question classified 
I feel like it has to do with size, like, um, I'm just like going to Google this really quick. (laughs) I have Google at my fingertips. Um, wait, and okay, I'm looking at the picture of him and I'm like, I don't see the dolphin. Um, it says just orcas are the largest of all dolphin species. And I guess one thing that makes them maybe different is that they are hunters, whereas maybe other whales just feed on like fish, whereas orcas can feed on um, a variety of other mammals like um, and not only other whales, but like sharks and turtles and seals. And so maybe to that extent they're less considered whales but I don't know I'm not I I didn't not pursue my marine biology degree so I don't know (laughs) for sure um but yeah they're considered dolphins more so which is which is cool okay um their lifespan is oh sorry go ahead I was gonna say if there's any listeners who know who know yeah let us know (laughs) yes please let us know feel free to comment uh, send us messages we if you are a marine biologist listening we'd love to be enlightened um yes because I don't know everything I only know a few things about orcas and I just love them because they're so beautiful um but yeah their lifespan is very similar to humans they can live up to 90 years um when they're not in captivity yeah um and they live in most marine habitats worldwide the most common being the pacific northwest um and northern norway um i've actually that's like one of my bucket wish lists is to see an orca in real life have you ever seen an orca in real life i outside of marine land no okay but they are in bc if you ever want to come to yeah. Canada go to go yeah. to BC they're there and I'm like yeah. I need to go over to the Pacific coast sometime and take I'm I'm in the Midwest so there's like no oceans near me whatsoever oh, okay um, uh in the U.S. but um yeah it's like on definitely on my list to go hopefully see an orca in the wild someday um but yeah orcas themselves as I've mentioned they have super complex cultures um it's a very matriarchal society um usually led by older females hell yeah and power (laughs) i write (laughs) um and they most of like the pods that the orcas swim in are very unique to that pod so they have their own way each pod is different so one pod will communicate in one way and one pod will communicate in a different way so they all kind of have their different languages much like humans do um and then the last thing that I always like to tell people and this is the one fact that I do know for sure um but there are no documented reports of wild orcas ever having intentionally attacked humans and there are no records of orcas ever hunting or killing humans in the wild. The only time it has happened Mm. is when they are held in captivity. Um, So even though they are called Mm. killer whales, obviously I think with any wild animal, you should take your precautions and be careful. Um, But there have never been 
any attacks on humans from orcas in the wild. And so I always like to share that because, you know, they're not meant to be scary, but they should be mm-hmm. respected. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing those. Yeah. Fun facts. Thanks for coming no, to I'm my orca TED talk. <laughs> um, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is just an orca TED talk, honestly. But yeah, let's let's go back to Free Willy. I want to talk about their attempts to train Willy. Um. And I think they do a really a lot of really smart things. Like I mentioned already, Jesse doesn't even really intentionally try to train him at first. Um, you know, he's just trying to play with him, and Willie ends up following him in his tank. And Jesse starts to like <laughs> do a wave, and then Willie does a wave with his fin. Um, they spin in circles together. Um, but yeah, like they. The other thing I also didn't realize in this movie was that um, the reason that they try to train him is so that they can get a bigger tank built for Willie, which I like kind of missed when I was a kid. I didn't realize that was the whole reason for them wanting to train Willie so that he can bring in money because Dial, who is the owner of the park, refuses to invest in any sort of real um mm-hmm nice nice things for willie necessities um unless he knows he's gonna make money off of him yeah it was kind of like a bargain between jesse a bargaining and ship dial yeah yeah which is just like ridiculous that and i think it just speaks to like human ignorance and humans like wanting to control everything is that dial got this whale off of a very terrible whale catcher then expected Willie to be able to do everything they want and when he didn't he refused to do anything they else get for upset. him yeah yeah and they also i don't know if you caught this they wasn't they weren't giving him the proper fish like they gave him bad fish oh yeah or were giving him bad fish Scraps. And then there's one scene where Jesse was at like a fish market and he stole like the good fish to give it to Willie. I'm like, oh, Jesse. I know. Drop. I know. <sighs> he did eventually like go back and say, sorry, I stole that fish and pay for the next one. But yeah, you can see the size comparison um, with the little fish that they're giving Willie. And they do try to go through them like they go try to go through not giving Willie like the bad fish, like the broken bellies or ones that are mutilated. Um, but still like those tiny fish compared to the giant fish that Jesse brings him one day, it's entirely different. And there's it's no wonder that Willie and Kiko were severely like underweight um, because they weren't getting what they needed. And also orcas are in the wild catch their fish through hunting and now you're Mm -hmm. just expecting him to eat just because you're giving it to him which the fish is already dead at that point like there's no Mm -hmm. hunting involved yeah 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 it's it's upsetting um but we get a really lovely montage of them working with willie um i really like that part where they play games and they like he does jumps and eventually like Willie and Jesse swim together 
um you know and jesse eventually like gets the courage to like pet his tongue um so like their their bond is like they're like thick as thieves they go hand in hand yes or fin and fin yes hand and fin (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah then and so like i mentioned they do the test show um everything goes really well um, and so they decide to put on the Willie show. And I think this to me is one of the most upsetting scenes in movie history um, mm-hmm. because of the, just the crowd in general, I think is, is terrible. Um, but they have that underwater, underwater viewing area. And let me tell you, every time I watch this scene and I see those kids, banging their hands on that glass I get Mm -hmm. so upset and furious I'm like where are these kids parents tell them to please stop yeah well there's some parents there banging with them I know and again it's just like humans not understanding what it means to interact with a wild animal Mm mm-hmm yeah, I remember as a kid that scene would scare me because I would think that Willie was going to go through the the mm. glass. And yeah. this is really random, but in the audience that's outside, they do like the the camera does like a pan of everyone's hands clapping, mm-hmm. and then there's this there's this I'm a, I'm assuming it's a woman's hands with red nail polish, long nails. I don't know. As a kid, like I was always afraid. let me tell you same same like you are not alone that I was like watching the clapping and I was like wait I feel like something something's familiar here and I saw that lady's hands with the red nails and she's a little bit older so her hands like are a little bit more like I think wrinkly and yes. I, I just remember being like, oh. <laughs> I just, like it just like yeah. I had a visceral reaction. So yeah, you're not alone with That's that. So I, I had the same, okay. same thing. That's so weird. Like it's just like those little things that stay with you. Yeah. Oh, it's like as soon as you said they were gonna grab over hands. And you said we're about and there's like this one set of ladies' hands. I was like, I know what she's about to say. It's that lady with the red nail polish. I know it. I know it. That's so funny. Uh, there is like, I mean, this movie is obviously a kid's movie, so it's not that scary. But even like the scene where Jesse first meets Willie when it's dark and he's in the adventure park and he's just like walking mm-hmm. through and then like light flat lightning flashes and you see Willie in the window and his teeth are open wide and he looks really scary like that always scared me as a kid um I always had to like cover my eyes at that part because I thought it was too Mm -hmm. scary um so yeah there's there's some jump scares there yeah even um when the scene where um Jesse sees Willie being examined and he sees that he's in the net and then he loosens the net mm-hmm. and like puts Willie so Willie's able to go back in the tank yeah and then he goes around the corner and then Randolph's like I know what you did <laughs> and, <he's> like, yeah. <laughs> and then Randolph's yeah. like good 
good good choice or something like that. Yeah. He's like pats yeah. him on the back. Uh, Randolph is always having like moments. I Randolph. feel like at I least keep two. Saying... Randolph. No, yeah. no, no. I, he's always having like I think moments where he's like doing jump scares because when Jesse first goes to the park and they say you should go to Randolph's, um, he lives in like the cottage by the water, and Jesse goes into the, um, into the trailer and he's like looking at the Native American, um artifacts all of a sudden randolph is like so and like you just like it really I, well as a kid probably like startled that he's there out of nowhere and then there's that scene that you just mentioned where he like turn jesse turns the corner and he's there again and i'm like randolph quit it <laughs> you're, you're scaring me yes um randolph but yeah i like saying his name they had i i kept hearing randolph so I think I, think I just you're like um, yeah. I think I just um, and um, assumed you were saying Randolph. <laughs> I think I added an L. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think um, Randolph is a really uh, just like a great also addition to this movie as far as like having representation for Native American culture yes. and hide um, hide a nation. Yeah, how they celebrate the orca. I love the Natsikalene story that he shares um, with Jesse. And, you know, the story of Natsikalene is that he was hunting one day in the ocean. He became lost out at sea and he ended up carving this piece of wood um, and mm-hmm. uh, he, car- he carved a giant beast into it. And then the log sank to the bottom of the ocean and Natsikalene said this prayer and through that prayer uh the first or the log turned into the first orca um of the mm-hmm. sea and yeah i just think it's like a beautiful story too. and jesse really takes to it too he you know say, says the prayer um and he just like this is another piece of jesse opening up um i think to everyone around him because then he's really excited to share that story with with Annie later on and yeah I just I really like that that they added that part of it in here yeah the next scene he's like his eyes are wide and he's just so enthusiastic sharing with yeah her and I'm like oh wow look at this yeah and then Randolph gave him the the fig the orca figurine uh, with Nazi Kline on it and yeah I just it's so it's so touching and I love like the bond that he's formed not only with Willie but with Randolph and with Ray and yeah I just mm-hmm. he's really opening up so much so much more and then that makes it so much more devastating when the show doesn't go Jesse's way and he gets yeah. first of all do not heckle 10 year old who is trying to you know corral a wild animal which is difficult enough you also don't need to be bullying a kid so exactly it's a terrible terrible audience um but yeah it's it's obviously really upsetting to jesse because he feels like i'm the only one who can get willie to do this and then when willie doesn't do it he feels like he's failed um not only mm-hmm. himself, but Willie, because now Willie can't get the the bigger tank that he needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Should we talk about freeing Willie? I think at this point. Sure. The best part. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jesse, um, because things have gone the way that they've gone, he thinks he has to run away. He goes to Willie to say goodbye. And while he's there, he not only hears other orcas nearby, which makes him realize, oh, Willie's acting, excuse me, this way because he misses his family. Um, but he also notices that there's something happening in Willie's enclosure and that um, Dial's men essentially are trying to put a hole in the tank. There was already some damage to the tank after Willie slammed into it, um, but they are making mm-hmm. it worse by taking off the bolts and trying to get the tank to uh, break even even further so that they can collect the insurance money insurance. because yeah. Willie's worth more to them if he's dead which is just awful i know Mm. yeah that scene where even the man is his name you said his name is dial dial is the The owner um he's the guy who is played by um what's his michael ironstein wade is his lackey Oh, the one that's eating the popcorn? Yes. Is that another scene that freaked you out? Because when I was a kid, that scene also freaked me out the way he was eating that popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. He's looking at the loose bolt and just like... Hmm. He just is like smiling and eating. It's so nasty. I'm so glad we have such similar like experiences with this movie. Yes. (sighs) Yeah. So that scene where... You know, as you're saying, Jesse is watching them, like, uh, break the tank so that it starts to leak. I'm just like, really, people? Like, you're not thinking of the repercussions of this, the flooding. No. Like, come on. Because I think they it was, it was said crazy. they'd get, like, $10 million from him if he dies. So that would cover it, I guess. I am also like, this is obviously insurance fraud. And I feel like there would be an investigation mm-hmm. um, into this. So, you know, would they even have gotten the money? But either way, like, um, it was just pure luck that Jesse was there at the right time um, to see this happening, to go alert Randolph. And this is where we get the, let's free Willie um, and put him back into the ocean. And this is also a very stressful third act as much as it is, as it is like a really exciting third act um, because I feel like so many things go wrong and so many things are not in their favor. Um, Like the scene where the water is sinking and you see it leaking through the glass and then all of a sudden the glass shatters and the water just goes rushing out um Mm -hmm. I remember that part stood out to me very visibly when I was a kid and just thinking like are they gonna get Willie out in time and get him you know um into the what is it um I don't know what it's called I can't think of or the the, truck the truck yeah but they needed to like Willie needed to like swim oh, into the thingy, the, thing, the thingy, like the net yeah, thingy. whatever <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he had to swim into the tarp. I'm gonna call it a tarp. Um, uh, to to be freed. So yeah, but then they do get him on the truck. Um, and yeah, I feel like that whole sequence was definitely stressful enough. 
Mm-hmm. Even when um, they're driving through the woods and then they have to go up like that hill and they notice the tree. Was that dial that cut the tree down? Because I remember there was a scene before that that said, oh, they're, they have Willie on, on the loose. They're like on the loose. Oh. We got to you know, do something. I didn't even think that that was that about that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do that. Um, I think the like the way that it's shot, it looks like Dial's men are following them. Um, like after the the tree scene, and they get out of that whole situation, um, they go to the car wash. And they pull Willie in to, like, give him a bath. And then Dial's men are driving. That's how they get in front of him. Um, So I don't know if they did that. But it would not surprise me if they did. Um, So, yeah, I never thought of it like that, though. It's it's possible. I must have, yeah. Or I'm misinterpreting the scene before that. But that was stressful because the truck was stuck. And, like, if they moved any a certain way, like, it would have flipped over yeah the the cliff i was like oh gosh i know he gets freed but this is stressful yeah i know <laughs> like this trailer is very precariously about to flip over um yeah i just uh they they're like you know what you know what would be a great idea um to be less conspicuous is if we take this dirt road through the forest uh with a like 7,000 pound whale (laughs) on the back there's nothing with steep edges and cliffs that you could easily drive off on but you know we're fine nothing bad can happen and then they of course like come across that like fallen tree which any other day wouldn't be there but this day it's mm-hmm. a nuisance um, and a, a real danger. And Randolph also is not skilled at driving with a trailer, let alone a whale in a trailer. So mm-hmm. it's very hard for him to back up, um, which leads them to asking for Glenn and Annie for help. And this scene, okay, I think this is when I started crying. The scene when um, Jesse like begs Glenn for help. And they've had, like, a tumultuous relationship from the beginning. Like, Glenn's tried to connect with him, um, and Jesse mm-hmm. hasn't wanted to. And Glenn's, like, not as into fostering as Annie has been either. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. he's, like, not the greatest foster parent. No, um, not at all. No. But then to have this moment where, like, Jesse's like, please, please do this. I will do anything for you. And Glenn's like, there's a something, something, whatever wrench. I don't know. I don't know car terms um, in, in my <laughs> in the back of the truck. Go get it. And then Jesse hugs him. Oh, it's just really touching. Like they finally have like that yes. connection. And I'm so glad that Glenn agreed to go along with it. Because mm-hmm. they could all easily get very yeah. like arrested for for this, even though yeah. I think if they explained the situation it would be Dial getting arrested for trying to yeah. uh, commit insurance, insurance fraud. fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully they, they get to, they get out of that situation. They get back on the road. Um, but yeah, again, like this is another situation where they have another like tumultuous thing they have to overcome 
when um, all of like Dial's men are at the marina and they've locked the gate so like they can't get through. And, you know, you think is this is the end of the line, but then Glenn just floors it and busts through that yep. gate. And that is just such a great scene. <laughs> it gets me every time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck those guys. And run them over. I don't care. Kill them. Like, maybe not to that extent, but, you know, you just are like at that point. Yeah. You're in a truck there, out there. You can definitely just ram at that gate. And he does. It's so yeah. good. And their facial expressions when they realize he's not, like, stopping. It's like, oh, yeah. dang. He's going to go through yeah. the gate. Okay, let's move. I know. <laughs> like, they didn't. They're, like, like they thought... waving their hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is not going to do anything. And they really, like, don't get out of the way until right at the last minute. Because I guess they the think. Last, yeah. They're like, they guess they think he won't really hit us. But he will. And he almost does. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him. Yeah. I'm just like, you have no idea what these people will do to Free Willy. Um, mm-hmm. It's so good. And the fact that, like, he essentially ruins his truck to when he's like backing into uh willie into the the water he like glenn opens the door and there's just water like completely like rushing in and it's like well my truck's pretty much ruined now but you know what yeah i did it for for willie and i did it for jesse that's good yeah as an adult i was thinking i wonder what willie's thinking (laughs) during this whole thing (laughs) Oh like, what are these people doing? I trust Jesse, it's but so still, like, where are they taking yeah. me? <laughs> it's, it's so funny you mentioned that because, like, I was watching on the anniversary of the 30th anniversary. Um, I made my husband watch this with me because I was like, we are watching this movie because it is the anniversary. And we were kind of also talking about this when Willie's, like, being tossed around and, like, um, put, put through this entire situation. And we're like, the entire time, he's probably just like, can I have some water, please? <laughs> like, I'm so thirsty. He probably is. He's really like, oh my I really need to get back in the water now. <laughs> um, yeah. I Especially like the part where the trailer is about to tip over the edge. Willie's like, what's going on back there? I mean, I I'm sure there's like... Yeah, definitely scared for it's sure. Like I'm but... getting car sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't feel so good back here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse says, like, he doesn't look so good, guys. Yeah, yeah. I have to imagine Willie's like, he's like, I didn't sign up for any of this. Just you know, I know. but but I appreciate <laughs> the effort, guys. Thanks, thanks for doing that. Um, yeah. There's another part, too, when... Okay, at this point, like, they've got the whale into the water, and Dial's men come running into the water. I don't know what their plan was, because this animal is 7,000 pounds. I don't think you can do anything at this point uh, to get it out of the water. But when the one guy grabs Jesse, and Glenn says, let go of my boy, and punches him in the face, Mm. another great moment. It's like, good job, Glenn. Yes. Good job, Glenn. Yeah, you redeemed yourself from some earlier comments you made. Um, but yeah, and so then you think, okay, he's free. He's going to get out. 
And then there's another instance where people are shitty and the boats block Willie from getting out with the nets again. Willie's like, not these damn nets again. I can't Mm -hmm. catch a break. Um, And so this is where we get the iconic jump scene, um, which is just, yeah, the whole like Jesse saying goodbye to Willie. Yeah, over the rocks. And I'm like, at this point, I'm crying my eyes out. Um, I'm very just an emotional person, like watching these movies back now, I think. Um, But yeah, the the jump over the rocks is like the it's the poster. It is the poster. Yeah. So, yep. As we can see. Oh, I thought you were going to hold it. Oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> I got the poster. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we know like that's happening. And yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I really don't know what other poster they would use for this movie because that's such an iconic part of the movie. And I think it really like is a perfect poster, um, even if it mm-hmm. does give away the end. But yeah, we get we get the poster <laughs> moment and we get the free willy and yeah he jumps over over it and this is the one part where i was like they use cgi for this when he's like diving back into the water um it was like the one cgi part i noticed because it's like very early days of cgi um so it wasn't like the most the most um finessed one attention to that oh yeah (laughs) i didn't notice (laughs) i was just like willie you're just like oh willie yeah um so they they used cgi when he's like jump when you i guess when he like see him jump and then he's like diving back into the water but when he first jumps out of the water apparently that was the animatronic and they essentially built a rocket launcher and put it on the animatronic and just had it like literally like jump out of the water it didn't like jump over the rocks um but it was like the 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 whale like coming out of the water was the animatronic on a rocket launcher oh that's cool yeah interesting yeah wow but yeah and that's that's um the end of the movie willie's free but thankfully jesse goes on to see willie in free willie two and three so their friendship isn't over (laughs) i've actually never seen any other free willies Oh my gosh. Well, they're all on Amazon Prime because when I went to look for Free Willy, where I could watch it, it was on <clears> Prime. Um, and then I saw, immediately saw okay. all the other Free Willies were on there too. So definitely go binge those. I Free Willy too. I, they're not on available good. on... Oh, sorry. Oh no, keep going. I was going to say, I watch it on Crave. It's mm. like, I think only in Canada. I don't think okay. the States has that one. But on Amazon Prime... Um, I think I have, I think you have to pay for Free oh, okay. but on Crave it's free. Gotcha. And I did see the other Free Willy ones, oh, but okay. um, I haven't watched it. I I think I've seen a scene from the second one because I know the actor in the movie Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal, Max. He's in the oh, second Free yeah. Willy, the little kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think he's so I remember Jesse's, seeing a like, scene. I think he's Jesse's I don't know if he's his full brother or half brother, but I think he's his brother. And or some oh, okay. related in some some capacity. But yeah, in the sequels, like in Free Willy 2, 
um free willy like has a family or is with his family and um but it's also about like people treating the ocean terribly um so there's like a continued message of humans sucking um and then in free willy 3 the story centers around a whale catcher and the whale catcher is trying to catch willy um and it's about how the whale catcher's son is like grappling with like whether this is right or wrong and jesse and randolph are still in the second and third one too and i think annie and glenn are as well um but yeah i Mm. think they all have a pretty good message but free willy is definitely i think the best of them all just it's it started everything Mm -hmm. okay i'll have to check those out yeah definitely um so at this point, like, I did want to touch back on what happened to Kiko, which we talked about a little bit about, like, what happened after this movie came out. There was that phone number in the credits where people could call in to help the whales of the world. And instead of calling to save the whales of the world, people called in to save Kiko um, and they demanded he be free. And so that's when the movement began to release him back into the wild, which had never been done before with a fully captive orca. And a lot of people didn't think that it would be possible, but they wanted to try anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Warner Brothers and the International Marine Mammal Project uh, together created the Free Willy Kiko Foundation. It was funded um by millions of donations, as well as, oddly enough, cell phone industry billionaires Craig and Wendy McCaw. Um, um, So, you know, if you're going to be a billionaire and you're going to put your money towards something, at least it's this and, you know, not Mm -hmm. like putting a, a, you know, car into space. Hint, hint, um, Elon Musk. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so the whole, like, there were, like, kind of two phases to this Kiko, you know, reintegration. Um, Phase one was getting him healthy again, so they moved him out of the park in Mexico to um, the Oregon Coast Aquarium. They built a two million gallon tank specifically for Kiko, um, and he did get healthy. He, like, gained weight. He his skin conditions cleared up and he even learned how to catch live fish. Um, So once all of that was kind of set, then the phase two started of trying to put him back into the ocean. Um, So they moved him to Iceland. They um, attempted to free him in the wild, but ultimately, like, it was really difficult for him to learn how to or relearn how to be an orca in the wild because he'd just been in captivity for so long and Mm -hmm. he'd been around humans for so long that he that's all he wanted to do was just interact with the humans um and unfortunately kiko did die of pneumonia at the age of 26 i had read um so people debate if this was successful or not, I think when I first read it, my initial reaction is like, yeah, it was unsuccessful because Kiko died. And, you know, that's not what the um, outcome should have been. Um, a lot of critics say that, like, 
it was cruel to do this to him because they would try to just like do a separation entirely so like abandon him in a way in the wild to fend for himself um but then supporters Wait, say, critics were saying to do that no 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 critics were saying that it was cruel that that was what they were expecting out of Kiko to just like abandon oh. human contact and live on his own. And I think some of oh. like the reintegration process was to le- like not interact with Kiko, even though that's all Kiko knew was to interact with humans. So he was just kind of left alone. Like he had tried to interact with some other orca pods, but he just was disinterested and he, and it it's like trying to like add some stranger into your pod because we talked about how orca pods are very social Mm -hmm. and built on families going back generations and generations and so to have a random orca come into your pod is probably not gonna work out um so the -hmm. critics were saying it kind of bordered on cruel that they just expected kiko to like have a detachment from humans um but then supporters of this whole experience say that well Kiko probably would have not lived as long if had they not done this because he would have died in in captivity um and so it gave him like years of health and life that he may not have had otherwise um so to me I feel like I don't know if it was a success or a failure. I think like the intention was great, but the ultimate outcome wasn't, you know? Yeah. And thank for, thank you for sharing that information. Some of it's um, familiar to me. In my opinion, at least he died free. Yeah. In a sense, in a sense, because he still had the, like captive mindset mm-hmm. in a way, but yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. Those are my I, thoughts. I think if he was going to die either way, at least he died free. And, you know, through this, like they did bring his health back um, when he might mm-hmm. have not otherwise had that. Um, And the other thing too, is like, even though, the impact is that Kiko died. There's another side of the impact where after this point, legislation was passed to prohibit capture of endangered species. Um, So there were like a lot of other moving parts that happened in the future to prevent this from ever happening again. Um, As I mentioned, they don't allow breeding and captivity anymore, which means that we will know at some point uh, in the future, we won't have orcas in captivity anymore which is good. So like, I think it's really sad what happened to Kiko. I wish that it could have been handled differently, but it also led the way to a lot of other things that are improving um, the species in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sad, but yeah, I mean, we're do- very I think sad. we're trying very, to correct at this point. Yeah. It, what really gets me is the fact that like he wasn't able to form that bond with other orcas and he was still relying on humans. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. That's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And that, <sighs> you know, he that's uh, he just wanted to interact with humans. He would 
um, interact with like boats nearby that would, you know, just be around. Um, he would try to interact with his caretakers, but again, they were trying to have that separation. So it's just sad. Yeah. I, I think the learning from it, this is that it's probably impossible to integrate orcas in captivity back into the wild and I don't know everything so I don't know if this is the right answer but I feel like just having some sort of like sanctuary where they can go live out the rest of their days not necessarily be back in the wild but at least have the capability to you know be out kind of more so in open waters um, but still have the the human interaction that they need to me feels like the right move but again I don't know all the answers um so yeah at least now we know like there aren't going to be any more orcas held in captivity at least in the U.S. like I said I don't know what it is worldwide what the laws are just know in the U.S. this is how it is in Ontario so I live in Ontario um so it, I just looked this up quickly in, so Marineland is in Ontario, for those of you that may not know, in Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. And in 2015, the government of Ontario banned the practice of breeding and keeping mm-hmm. orcas in captivity. And the last one that uh, Marineland had died, oh, wow, died this year in March. Oh wow. Whoa. Yeah, Marineland's last orca, Kiska, died at the park in March 2023. Wow. Not having interacted with another orca since 2011. So, oh in 2015 when they created the band, I know. They allowed so during the span they allowed Marineland to just keep the one mm-hmm. whale. Wow. Damn. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's 12 years. Is that 12 years? That's 12 years. From 2011 to to 2023. Yeah. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Wow. Um, Well, I did not mean to make this be a really sad, like, ending, but I think it's really important for people to, like, just be aware of what's what is going on in the world and um like i said i'm gonna link to a lot of resources in the show notes that you guys can check out to learn more about this um i might even try to find like some um places that take donations um include those in there as well because i think it's important um to just be more aware about really terrible things happening um not just to like people but to animals too and um to do what you can to help so you know mm-hmm. bit by bit um try to make the world a little bit of a better place but yeah yes. well we should probably get into some segments now um some of these yes. segments that we that we have so our first segment is called deflick and this is really just um can be like rhetorical questions but also just just questions that we had that came up in the movie that that was like huh um and so I think my first deflick was 
how to flick are they gonna let a kid get so close to an orca like i get it it's <laughs> it's so touching and great that jesse and willie have this relationship but it's this the is 90s not- <laughs> It is. It is the nineties. Um, things, things, people could get away with so much more back then. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, That's that was my question. Like, do you have any deflicts? Um, a couple. So the first one that comes to mind was when, so the kids, Jesse and the other kids were experiencing homelessness are taking the food that it's like basically the scraps at a restaurant after the family paid and left they're just taking the scraps and then everyone's just staring at them fine but then the the restaurant staff are like hey you're stealing and like sends the cops after them i'm like it's scraps i know let them take the scraps the people paid for it already like what are you gonna do throw it in the garbage yeah (laughs) yeah who cares yeah i mean that seemed ridiculous i'm like there's literally hardly any food left who cares at this point point? and also yeah. can't you see like their kids they i mean the system obviously failed all of them um mm-hmm. but yeah just just don't don't be a dick no need mm-hmm. um yeah my other i had like two other just like we kind of like talked about this already but my one was why to flick are these parents letting their kids pound on the glass i guess i'll blame it on the 90s again (laughs) again um but then also why to flick did they decide to take a rural road with a whale on it just didn't seem like a good plan (laughs) you should probably stay on a road that is has at least like concrete pavement not some dirt forest road just saying (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my last two is <clears throat> one. It's it's really quick. I don't think a lot of people would catch it. So some context talk context first before I start. In Canada, it's offensive to call um, like our First Nations people Indian. Um, I'm not sure if that's the same in the states. Mm-hmm. We usually you just call them by their actual nation, or you say Indigenous. Mm -hmm. our first nation so in the movie um when the people that own the park realize that the whale is uh willie is gone someone made a comment like oh i bet it was the trailer indian i'm like oh what did you just say about randall oh yeah my god yeah Yeah. i I was like i definitely I had a hard X. time hearing that guy on the phone, so I missed that, but what? Oh, I had my subtitles on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, no, no, no. No, yeah, we that's a not. no-no. We don't say that, but it also does not surprise me that they would say that because mm, they assumed terrible. it was him. Yeah. 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 And then the other one, my last... Uh, what the flick is Jesse's social worker. There's a scene where they're outside and he's like, your mom's not coming back. 
and like kind of replaying when she left him like she didn't look back at she didn't look back when she left you like she's not coming back I'm like okay this is not helpful yeah this is not how you talk about his trauma going well (laughs) right um I feel like as if you're a child social worker maybe you would know not to say those things Dwight was his name um I was just looking up because I was like what was his name but yeah he sometimes like I feel like he was maybe also at his wits end with Jesse because they'd like gone through um so much together but I was like this is probably not a great time to be bringing up Jesse's mom who abandoned him when Jesse's like really upset about Willie so maybe table that Mm -hmm. for another time dude Mm -hmm. and change your approach yeah and wording yeah (laughs) yeah like just give him some space he doesn't need you to be on his back just let him have let him sit in his emotions and feel what he feels and exactly you know but then you know that put maybe that also pushed him to go visit Willie and if he hadn't visited Willie Willie would have died in true the tank so who knows true um cool so i think we should move on to dig of the flick i think the answer's pretty obvious well to me i have a clear pick i don't know well we might have the same ones i'm thinking it's dial the owner of the park oh yeah definitely as like the dig of the (laughs) flick like for sure yes um yes terrible person only cared about the money uh, to the extent that he was willing to kill a whale to get money out of it and then mm-hmm. essentially kept trying to get them to keep the whale when they had clearly like gotten him into the marine like water um, hi- I guess called the boats to like stop him from getting out um, so all in all just a really terrible person yeah and I would also say even though he redeems himself at the end Glenn at the beginning yes just like dude I don't like how you're you're not doing a good job here being a foster father yeah your facial expressions your body language what you're saying is just a no everything's a no yeah I had Glenn on here to some extent I didn't think he was a little bit of a dick of the flick um until the end but like yeah he like um compares jesse to a lease versus like he like i'm not buying i'm leasing like a car yeah um, which was a little oh, icky yeah um, cringe. and then when glenn and annie are having that big fight it, he says to annie he's happy with just the two of them and that's what makes jesse throw the baseball out the window and i was like glenn come on mm-hmm. like I, yeah, there, there were parts where Glenn was not acting the best, but I think ultimately he turned around, so he redeemed himself mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. But yeah, um, I also had the whale catchers because fuck those guys for catching Willie oh, yeah, in the first definitely. place. Um, and then like Dial's other lackeys, including Wade, but ultimately I think it's Dial, um, who's the dick of the flick yeah. for sure. And I hope he got, went to jail for fraud oh, yeah. prison. Um, for prison fraud um, for fraud. Yeah. I hope they all told the insurance people like he really did try to kill that whale. Yeah. 
Cool. So now our last segment is how many flicks do we give? This is the moment where we get to rate the movie for ourselves, but um, to talk about how this movie is rated just in general. Um, on IMDb, it has a 6 out of 10. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 71% from critics and a 50% from audiences, which I think is considered so rotten. And I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> I know. Maybe they're just Why? really upset that Kiko died, which I would totally understand. But I don't think that's necessarily the entire reason why it's a 50% from audiences did this movie not resonate with anybody else from the 90s my god haters i know haters for sure um i thought about this a lot for what i would give the movie and i think i think i'm gonna land at a 4.5 out of five um i like knew i knew i couldn't give it a perfect score because of Kiko like what happened to him like ultimately like that's really sad and I know that's not what happens in the movie but I think you know knowing that that's the outcome of what happened of them trying to freak Kiko I think it doesn't make it like a perfect movie to me anymore but I still think like there's a lot of really good um, messages in this movie around how humans interact with wild animals and like how humans attempt to control nature and everything around them. And that's not always the case that, you know, animals are going to cooperate with you. Um, We should just leave animals alone and let them live their lives and not interfere. Um, I really like the relationship between like Willie and Jesse. I think it's really special. Um, And, you know, there's also like a message too of like Jesse trying to form a bond and relationship with the people in his life and not just the whale. So I liked that part of it too. Um, and ultimately like the third mm-hmm. act, I love everything about it. So it all came together really well for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think I'd give it the same rating, but I also mm-hmm. want to point out like th- there, especially um, indigenous nations, like first nations in Canada uh, the Inuits and the Métis, like they, they're they're the ones that are the protectors, or are are good leaders to show us how to pr- be protectors and how to live in harmony with animals because mm-hmm. they were, um, you know, before colonization, they lived in harmony and still do. Uh, live in harmony with animals and know how to mm-hmm. work the lands in a way that's sustainable and respectful to the animals. So I, I do want to say, I do agree with your statement, like humans just leave animals alone, but also recognizing there are cultures and not yes. just indigenous to North America, but other indigenous, like Africa, right. places like that, totally. that Absolutely. We, we do know how to leave the animals alone yeah i think it's more of the like people res- with the colonial mindset <laughs> yeah i think i more so mean yeah. and and apologies i do so more mean like respect wildlife respect animals um you know don't use animals as a way to like gain money fame you know all of that um mm-hmm. don't use animals for selfish reasons yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So you said four point yeah, five out of five. Yeah, I'm kind of a five. I feel like as a kid, five. five. Yeah. Just like I the, don't blame you, the yeah. movie without like the context, a five. Mm-hmm. But yeah. with knowing the context and background, yeah, four point five. I would say. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um. I'm just like so glad I finally got to cover this movie. This was like a dream Yay. list like movie for me. <laughs> so I'm so glad this was your pick too. And it's just so fun to hear about shared experiences with this movie of like Yes, the hands. Like, the hands and the guiding the, the popcorn. popcorn and just so many things about this movie I feel like stick with with like us as kids and I'm sure other kids who are now adults and watch this movie when they were kids so yeah it's just like it was a cool experience so thank you again for coming on the podcast to talk about this movie today um i want to give you a chance to plug your podcast and let everyone know where they can find you sure yeah this was great a lot of fun um and like i've been thinking about this movie since i started my podcast but i'm glad you know you gave the way (laughs) <laughs> the opportunity for me to talk about it so thank you um but yeah if anyone's interested in my podcast it's the everything everything 90s podcast um this is where i reminisce with other 90s kids 90s babies on everything related to that decade so talk about movies music toys video games those are more the older episodes um so yeah check it out on it's on spotify and apple podcasts um and and i have a website podpage.com slash everything dash 90s dash podcast uh so yeah that's awesome and on instagram everything 90s podcast oh yes definitely yeah definitely um check out everything 90s podcast wherever you can find it i'm gonna link to uh, it all in the show notes too so you really have no excuse. Okay, you can great. find it very easily. Just literally do a little, like <laughs> read more and it'll be there and you can go give her a follow. Yeah. Well, Yay. Um, thank you again for coming on the podcast. So for our, our next flick, um, I'm really excited to share that I'm going to be joined by After the Kid Goes Down podcast and we are going to be talking about Sorry to Bother You. Um, I haven't seen this movie. I think think it came out in 2018 um but i'm excited to watch it for the first time it it, i looked at the cast list it has so many recognizable faces um so i think it's gonna be a cool watch for sure so yeah that'll be uh coming up next time on the podcast um but until then if you enjoyed listening to this episode and us talking about 90s things and me just like sharing random facts about orcas, uh, feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And if you feel really excited about Free Willy and that you learned so much about the movie and orcas in this podcast, then you can also leave a written review on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, additionally, you can find us on social. We are at Why the Flick on Instagram. Twitter and TikTok. And then I'm also on Letterboxd at Why the Flick, where we post all of our movie reviews. So you can follow us there too. 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. This was thank an incredible you. time. I had so much fun talking about Free Willy. Yes. Um, yeah. And to the yeah. listeners, we'll, we'll chat soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.